Hi, this is Larissa here, and I have Rob, who was involved with capturing a sense of place with some wonderful oud compositions. And we were just chatting about travel, creativity, inspiration, and I thought I'd have him hop on so we can share some ideas with you. Hello, Larissa. Thank you for having me. Um, so you're really inspired by a lot of the northern European countries and musicians there, artists there, just even the nature, the incredible beauty that is surprising there. And everyone really enjoyed your musical compositions. If you feel like inspired to talk about how, like there were different prompts that I had, how some of them like the way your creative mind works, how did you get inspired? Like what, how did you let your mind kind of make associations to translate a written word into a musical sure. thing? I can see. Um, there's a definite process that takes place. Um, we're going from verbal to a sort of non-verbal um, expression, which seems like a little bit of a leap. And you just kind of go with feelings. Uh, fortunately for us, there are actual um, scales that are related to places in the world, in, mm -hmm. in the world of Middle Eastern music, which I currently study. Um, there are scales that relate to emotions as well. That's so, interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Some of them have a happyish tone. For example, there's a scale or a makam called rust, which is very upbeat kind of one. Uh, another one is mahur, which sounds happy to them, uh, to one playing it. There's an, there are some sad ones too. There's, um, in particular, um, it's called phrygian mode in the Greek system, but uh, we have a different name that I'm kind of it's on the tip of my tongue. I don't remember it. Yeah, yeah and, um, but it's one that came to my mind quite a bit when we were making the uh, when I was trying to conjure up some emotions for the for the pictures because there was a, a sort of a. a Poignancy to some of the concepts. I'm at the tip of my tongue again with mm -hmm. some of those. I'd like to have them back in front of my my eyes. Well, they were, uh, but feeling uh, trying to uh, combine, make a synesthesia kind of thing with even just any accident I could do with you know pointing the phone in a certain direction to to direct to direct it to record my instrument would give me some sort of effect which would ex, which would inspire me to make a oh, kind that's, of that's interesting just f fly by the seat of your pants approach can be kind of going with of, the form yeah how the or. yeah going with what's immediately at hand don't be afraid to fall on you know your posterior if that happens you can uh, <laughs> just go ahead and jump and, and see what happens. You yeah. Know. If it doesn't always turn out exactly right, there will always be the next assignment for the week. So there's a certain um, leap of faith, I think, is the word that I was looking for before that happens when you do that. So if you have a, if something strikes you as particularly sad or particularly happy, there are ways for, um, you know, reference references to particular scales and particular changes between them. If you go from a sad one to a happy one, that kind of makes it sound extra happy because mm -hmm. uh, just before that we were singing, we were saying something sad just before that. You know? mm -hmm. But now we're saying something happy, so we feel extra happy. You know, <laughs> these are tricks that we can pull. And if you want, you know, you can use alternate the intensity of your your playing by playing loudly, more loudly, more quickly. 
uh, will give more energy, more, intensi more intensity. And if you want something more meditative, you can strike your instrument less intensely and you know just do dynamics in those kinds of ways just basic concepts that I think you can mix up and match up like a little box of um, supplies that you can use to cook up a little a little piece of, of mm -hmm. uh, ins inspiration or expression mm -hmm. you know, hopes hopefully something usable comes out of there if not you just keep trying it again and see what happens so with me it's definitely very experimental and very non I'm not very attached to the things that I'm uh, making to the outcome it's just it's, right. the, pro it's the enjoyment of playing the right. process the, the process exactly is, is more of it and then when you get a good result you kind of stick with it and work work it through and see how that fits um, later on it can lead you to new ideas and uh, you can you know have better success as built success built on success mm -hmm. and then some ideas are kind of dead so you just like drop them and move on to the next thing so these are the kinds of approaches that I take excellent um, so I'd mentioned you're inspired by northern countries but I met you in Oud class and how did you get interested in Middle Eastern music? Have you been to any of the countries or no, I haven't. just virtually um, through the Internet? Just through the Internet. I, I heard some music. Uh, there was a radio station, a radio program on it, like on weekends uh, when I was young. Mm -hmm. a young man. It was hosted by a fellow named uh, Georges Collinet, I think his name is, is called the... Um, Afropop Worldwide or something like this was mm -hmm. the name of the show. It's really a uh, world music program. I lived in the, in the suburbs of Chicago, which are very monocultural. Mm -hmm. And um, about the most exotic thing you could get there is maybe like a chocolate uh, banana or something like this. <laughs> you know, it's a pretty boring place. But I, I would listen to you know, music from the Arab world, and I was so one of the things that really got me excited about it was the, the plucked instruments and the percussion. Mm -hmm. So, kanun is a plucked instrument that's very uh, beautiful, very elaborate, but it's also very expensive and mm -hmm. hard to maintain. So, um, oud was actually achievable. I was able to find one in Chicago and mm -hmm. um, started, I kind of just started learning it myself and then eventually joined a, um, the local, what do you call it, ensemble, music ensemble that plays the music mm -hmm. of, of uh, the Middle East here in Chicago and just took it from there and have been having fun with that ever since. I'm just kind of curious, have you ever um, been inspired on the oud to play non-Arabic music, like maybe a Nordic thing, like mixing it up that way? Or? That really never occurs to me. Um, for some reason, it, it, it feels a little bit awkward, like um, the, the pieces that the jigsaw pieces don't quite fit. They kind mm -hmm. of fit, but they it makes don't sense. Fit. Mm -hmm. But um, and it also um, leads to different um, expressive habits. Uh, there's a different accent on the kind of like Irish music, for example, has a different way of accenting, and you kind of don't want to give yourself un, you know too many unfamiliar habits. You can do it if you enjoy it, but if you're like me and you want to try to hone and do as well as you can, mm -hmm. um, you might want to try to keep it simple for yourself and stick with what you what you do a little bit best at and keep your trills at the same sort of trill rate that are common amongst Middle Eastern tunes mm -hmm. uh, as opposed to the patterns of other languages. But listening to uh, them has always been interesting. Um, sometimes that can be a difficult challenge, but I, I all uh, what do you call it? 
I'm, I have all praise for anyone who can actually accomplish that by playing something from Sweden on the oud. I would be like really <laughs> impressed. <laughs> um, you've kind of branched into some sketching, other modes of creative expression. Is it just an exploration, a visual exploration? Um, or does it tie into your music in any way? Visual exploration and musical exploration sometimes go in tandem, mm -hmm. uh, but sometimes they're like completely isolated and they just want to go one way. Mm -hmm. There just doesn't seem to be a musical word for this or image. equivalent or yeah. something. And there just doesn't seem to be uh, an image for this sound that I want to make. Mm -hmm. you know? And you can kind of, um, it's fun when they cross over. Um, that's like, um, almost like a game you could play with your child or something uh -huh. like let's, let's make a picture yeah. it's sort of like um, let's make it sound like um, let's play the clarinet and make it sound like ducks are laughing you know? like oh, this, we could take it to that level uh -huh. you know? see let's make our music let's make it imitate sort of, uh, mm -hmm. reality but one of the one of the exalted, exalting things about music is that it can take us out of a just mundane world into a kind of more refined world of emotions that are more baffling but mm -hmm. still speak to us. It's almost like someone um, giving you a, like a, a challenge and then you, you still feel something. You don't understand quite why you feel it. Mm -hmm. like it's like, it's like advanced uh, art in this sense. We graduated from the, the quacking duck to the uh, thing, but then there's always plenty of room for the imitative uh, picture if it, if it comes out okay. Mm -hmm. Do that and enjoy it and um, make a little um, music picture. You know? mm -hmm. So I have to watch myself and not become too literal, basically. And, um, or, or be really literal in a, in a very good way. You know, it has to be both. Um, what else? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I really want to remember um, the name of the makam that I use a lot. I can't. Uh, Kurdi is the name of it. Oh, Makam okay. Kurdi. And it's used in a lot of sad contexts. So I used a lot of those, and, and some of those, some of the pictures were sad. The concepts that we were doing, like, struck me as more thoughtful. So mm -hmm. critic, yeah. That seemed appropriate to. Yeah, made. I went to that one quite a bit for, for my pictures. What about rhythms? Yeah. Um, I mean, rhythms have different names as well. Yeah. There are quite a bit, and studying the uh, theory will give you a, a good knowledge of like how to communicate about those and how to translate. I've, I've been playing mainly by feel mm -hmm. for most of my time that I'm there, so occasionally I will reference the, the technical word for it, and I've stayed within the real basic, um, just, you know, just a real basic 4-4 four, four rhythms nothing tricky on any of this stuff mm -hmm. mm -hmm. sometimes Turkish music in particular has some really interesting odd, odd signatures odd time signatures and stuff. Mm -hmm. but I didn't really delve into any of those everything I did was pretty much a straight 4-4 four, four type rhythm mm -hmm. which I felt comfortable with how do you see um, like your creativity daily do you kind of have a daily practice you kind of play every day or is it more when you're inspired or 
It's both. Um, I try to do that. If I miss a day, I feel bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but some days my uh, back pain is too much that I can't do it. I have uh-huh. to give it a break. But I uh, generally play every single day for two 20-minute periods, and then it's like um, I do feel inspired to pack it up quite a bit. Uh, I feel like, hey, what's going on with that? And then um, I remember the tune, like I haven't played in a long time. Oh, I'm going to try that again. And then I start thinking about like what might be something um, that that I could capture and save it for work for this, for example. Mm-hmm. So that's always fun to try to capture as well. So yeah, it goes all of the different ways. And a good a good practice schedule makes the makes it easier to be more fluent about it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and not be because I mean it's really easy to play incorrectly on the oud. I have a really hard time playing it correctly, so it's nice when I practice. I, I figure I owe it to my to you for letting me borrow it and to people who listen to me that I try mm-hmm. to practice it as much as I can. It's nice of uh, people to listen to it. Well, I hope you are able to join us um, the next round of capturing a sense of place now and again with your beautiful compositions. Oh, thank you so please, much. everyone. That's so great. I really, I really appreciate having the opportunity and I look forward to being here. Thanks, Rob. Thank you, too.